Hello, everyone. My name is Shar Pittman, and I want to welcome you to my podcast, Woman of Purpose. I hope this message empowers you to live your life of purpose. Enjoy the conversation. Hi, welcome to our podcast, Woman of Purpose. And today we're going to continue our topic on insecurity and how insecurities can can stop us from being a woman um, fulfilling our purpose. And today I have with us Wendy Muska. Hi, everybody. My name is Wendy Muska. I am uh, 50 years old and I've earned every one of those years, would never go back. So I'll say that proudly. Yeah, yeah. Got two adult kids um, and I happen to be a therapist on the side. And I'm so happy to be here with my super good friend, Char, and my other super good friend, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> and my other guest is Becky Melton. Hi, my name is Becky. Um, I am a mother of four, ranging from 14 to 27. It's kind of crazy. Um, my first two children were um, with my first husband, so I've been divorced, and God's redeemed marriage for me. Um, and I love being a mom. So um, I work in physical therapy, which is quite rewarding to watch people get better. And I just love my church family yeah. and awesome. my friends. Mm -hmm. And awesome. I'm jealous Wendy's going to be a grandma's <laughs> Not me. Not me either. <laughs> well, ladies, it was really, really fun to talk last time about this topic of insecurity and how important it is, especially in women, how women struggle with this thing of being insecure. Mm -hmm. And last time I read the, the definition of insecurity, and I'm going to read it again just so we can kind of build off of that again. And the definition is feeling inadequate, not enough, feeling inferior of others, and not confident. And insecurity, I believe, and what I want to kind of talk about a little bit is how insecurity becomes how we see things. Mm -hmm. It's like insecurity becomes that filter or lens, if you want to say, that, um, that we see things through so that in my life, when I'm going through something, now, because I'm insecure, I view relationships through that lens. Mm -hmm. I view um, um, my situation or my circumstance through that lens of insecurity. So the, the question is, is, is how, how does insecurity then become, how, maybe I can rephrase this, is an insecure person mm -hmm. looking at life or looking mm -hmm. at uh, my situation, how does it affect the things around me when mm -hmm. my when that that's the lens that I see through? Mm -hmm. It's like having a windshield full of dead bugs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're hoping you see the road right. Yeah. You're hoping you're not going to hit a deer or whatever. Yeah. You know, so it affects everything when yeah. you when you have that that junk on your internal lens, then you just see everything through that, and so you're not seeing it correctly. Yeah. So how do you think that it affects relationships when mm -hmm. I'm in a relationship, friends, mm -hmm. um, you know, romantic, whatever, in any kind, even mm -hmm. your job with your boss? How does being insecure affect those things, do you think, Wendy? Wow, that is such a big answer. Um, so I think it really come, becomes the plank that we see things through. So when we try to maneuver in our relationships, you know, I, I guess in a nutshell, it's insecure people often try, oftentimes point out the faults of others in a way of trying to make themselves feel more secure. Mm -hmm. 
Um, if you feel it's hard for you to retain feedback or take feedback, if you if you're very secure in the kind of mother you are, like if you're like, yeah, I'm a I'm a pretty good mom for my kids, and somebody comes up to you with a new idea about mothering, you just kind of take it in. You go, oh yeah, I would have to think about that. Yeah. But if if you're an insecure, let's just say mother, and somebody comes up to you with a new idea about mothering. The first, you, you get very defensive. Yeah. So I think you can really figure out what you are insecure about if you think about what you get defensive about. Because at the root of most defensiveness is insecurity. Because right. if, if um, somebody comes up to you and says something about your the way you mother and you say, yeah. oh, well, what, they don't think I'm doing a good enough job? Like, I am, I'm the mother that I can be. Yeah. It just causes defensiveness primarily in relationships. Yeah. Um, so we can't receive well from others. We can't be taught well from others. And who likes to be around somebody who's just always defensive? Yeah. It's, yeah. So, so somebody that is insecure really lives a life of being defensive. Mm-hmm. So then, so then everything, so that goes through that lens then. So now it, with being insecure, how I look at everything mm-hmm. in life, I just live life on defense always. Always. Yep. So it's like, you can't take any, you can't take any suggestions about anything. Right. So if I'm insecure as being a, a wife or even in friendships, if I have a friend that comes up to me and is, is struggling or maybe I offended them in some kind of way and they come to talk to me about it instead of hearing it, mm-hmm. my first response would be automatic defense. Right. And then probably critical, wouldn't mm-hmm. you think? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think in when, when you're defensive, you're not hearing it anyway. Mm-hmm. It's like talking to a wall, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, because their mm-hmm. their lens and their defensiveness keeps them so they're they're hearing so muffled mm-hmm. you know so they're not going to hear yeah, right it's, true. it's yeah. really hard when you when you have someone like that in your life mm-hmm. because you have to find the opportune moment to interject something when you can tell when their defenses yeah. are down mm-hmm. and that they may have their lens a little cleaner yeah. you know mm-hmm. so that you can just gently interject love in a way and and um honoring them and and guiding them to do something different. Right. You know, it's hard. I see defensiveness. I mean, I gave an example of mothering, which women Mm -hmm. often get defensive about mothering. Um, But I see it in marriage all the time. Um, When a couple comes into my office for couples counseling, when your relationship has eroded to that place, there's so much defensiveness Mm -hmm. going on. And it becomes two people against each other instead of two people against a problem where there's a security of love and that base and self-worth and that you feel valued by each other. Mm -hmm. When that's missing from a marriage, everything becomes defensive. Everything becomes, I'm not good enough. I don't get anything right. So when you try to give that in marriage, there's just always feedback. You're doing, you know, life with each other 24 Mm seven. There's just always feedback. And if you, if your spouse is feeling insecure about their value to you, Mm -hmm. um, they, they take a defensive stance. And so it really breaks down problem solving in a marriage. So oftentimes when I start with a couple, one of the things I'm oftentimes telling them is, Start speaking life into each other yeah. because we can really get lazy in our marriages and all of our other relationships as yeah. well and just start saying the things we're upset about yeah. and we stop saying the things we love about each other. Ew, that's so right. icky. But the, on, on the other hand, too, being insecure, it's like it's hard. Don't you think, though, that it's harder for somebody that's insecure to actually talk about and be honest and, mm-hmm. and vulnerable mm-hmm. To talk about what is bothering them because being insecure, 
they automatically feel like it's their fault. So mm-hmm. the, you think it falls into that victim mentality then of, well, of and pride. Yeah, you know? pride yeah. keeps them there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and it keeps them saying, "Well, I don't want to. I don't want to admit that I'm insecure because then people are going to look at me different." Mm-hmm. Right? You know. So then, how can mm-hmm. how can a person then dealing with somebody that has insecurities? On the opposite side of that. Mm-hmm. So then if I if say I am in a relationship and I've got a friend that I love dearly and they're insecure and it doesn't matter, you know, what I say or do, how how can I help them get mm-hmm. out of that insecurity? Right. You know, so how can mm-hmm. I as a friend or if, if it's my mm-hmm. husband or my boss, maybe, you know, how can mm-hmm. I as a person maybe that doesn't struggle so much with insecurity help them? And be that friend to them that can say, you know, ever so gently, hey, let mm-hmm. me you know, let me show you something. Right. You know? uh, words are so important, aren't yeah. they? I mean, our lives are and our experiences are built on words. They yeah. really are. And one of my favorite things to do with people in my own life, my personal life and my clients, if you've ever been in my office, one of my favorite things to do is you call it out. You call out the good. You mm-hmm. say things like I've looked at so many husbands and said, I know that it's hard for you to struggle to manage, help your wife manage her feelings. Girls, we got big emotions, man. Yeah. They can get out of hand quick, yeah. right? right. Um, but I'll look at them and I'll say, but you're perfectly equipped for that. God designed you for that. Yeah. When I have um, somebody who's kind of constantly those negative people in your life who are always just like, oh, I don't like that about that person or or something like that. I'll say, wow. But, you know, I really admire that you usually take the high road in people that bother you. Mm-hmm. I speak that life into yeah. them. Yeah. And you don't always have to have declarative conversations with people where you sit them down and say, this is what you do. You just start speaking change over their life. Yeah. And that's the that's just the powerful impact of words. I mean, yeah. we use words to bless. We use words to curse and to say, just draw that out of them. Look at your children and say, wow, I really love how patient you can be when they're being patient. Yeah. Just as much as you're talking to them about being impatient, call that out. Yeah. Call uh, esteeming a That's spouse right. to say you are perfectly equipped and designed for each other. Yeah. That is good. Yeah. So yeah. calling it out, I think, is one way to just call it the positive. Yeah. Speak the life. Speak the change over yeah. them. Yeah. Because who doesn't want to hear more of that? Right. You know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sometimes though, a person that is insecure, it's hard for them to to hear that mm-hmm. because they already don't feel like they're adequate enough or that they're good enough. And so I think the important thing is, is to continue filling that bucket. Always. Because I think yeah. an insecure person, I, I can, the reason I'm talking about this topic is because I think we've all been there. Oh yeah, for sure. We all struggle mm-hmm. with that. And, and, and I think an insecure person can, can, it can be like a bucket with holes. So the mm-hmm. more that you pour in, then the more it, it leaks out. Mm-hmm. And I think being patient with that person um, and just and continually mm-hmm. pour into them. I think I think number one is is finding out from them, you know, why do you feel mm-hmm. so inadequate in my in our relationship? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like finding that out. And and if it's a um, if it's a spouse, obviously, but if it's especially friendships, because they're so important for women, mm-hmm. it's like having that girlfriend. Oh yeah. And it's if you have somebody in your life that is insecure, or if you're the one that's insecure and you're listening to this and you're like, hey, that's me, then once we it's like once something is recognized and seen, then it no longer has power in your life. Mm-hmm. Once it's brought mm-hmm. to light, so now we can deal with it and mm-hmm. say, Okay, I feel insecure in this, 
and I don't like it because then you feel even stupid. I right. Mean, don't you feel stupid if you got to right. like admit like, you know, this sound like your kindergartners on the playground. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, right. that really made me upset or, you know, that hurt my feelings. It's mm -hmm. like it's hard for us to say, you know, what you said or what you did hurt my feelings. I don't know why and it shouldn't, but it mm -hmm. did. Mm -hmm. And so when you when you're strong enough and you can at least muster that part of it up in your relationship, then you can actually have this conversation. And don't you think, Wendy, that when we mm -hmm. do that as as a as a friend to someone who's insecure, the person that is insecure then can start realizing, okay, wait a minute, I'm not broken. Right. Because right. we feel like we're broken mm -hmm. when we're insecure, but it's not brokenness. No. What it is, it's just it's called life. Mm -hmm. I would say, don't don't you think that ninety percent of people, especially women, that struggle with insecurity, it started when they were little. Very, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and then you grow up with this mindset that I'm not enough. And we, and as kids, we always know how to make it our fault. Mm -hmm. So you kind of grow up with that. So mm -hmm. um, to help somebody, so when somebody realizes that it's like a light bulb comes on and you're like, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. okay, I'm not broken. I'm just, I've got this issue with being insecure and I don't mm -hmm. like it. So, mm -hmm. you know, how can we come alongside of that person and say, hey, mm -hmm. you've got this. Right. You know, I love to take the stance with all people and I encourage it with other people to take the stance with people in your life of seeking to understand them. That's really good. What's yeah. happened in their life that's causing them to act like that? Most people want to do well. I mean, if you think yeah. about the way that a child is born from, you know, until they start being really kind of corrupted by the world and so to speak, um, they, they're born wired and wanting and bold and confident. Um, some kids are more shy or introverted and those kind of things. But if you approach your relationships with this, I want to seek to understand them. Mm -hmm. And then, and I've talked about this before, we have a relationship with ourselves. Seek to understand yourself. Mm -hmm. Say to yourself, why do I continue to stumble here? Yeah. Where did that come from? And oftentimes what's happened is people have taken the most critical voice that's ever happened in their life. Yeah. The, the kids in sixth grade that bullied you. And I can tell you right now, as a 50-year-old woman, if, if you're older than sixth, in sixth grade being bullied at the current time, like if you're in your 20s, those people that bullied you don't remember they bullied you. Yeah. But you remember everything they said. And we give all of this power to the most critical voices in our lives. And we tend to not believe the positive voices. Yeah. You have to shift that mindset. Um, and it would be, wouldn't it be a good idea, though, too? Mm -hmm. Like, if, if you've got this kind of like this moment of aha moment that I am insecure and I don't mm -hmm. know what to do with it, is to find that person in your life. Because I think everybody has at least that one person. Mm -hmm that you know is going to tell you the truth, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. loves you enough to say, hey, I love you and I want to help you through this insecurity. I want to help mm -hmm. you through this. I want to help to see, basically, it's to help you see your value. Right. And help reel them reel mm -hmm. them in, mm -hmm. you know, on that. Right. You brought up um, women in our lives and and I've got, I'm, obviously, you two are some of my very best at doing that in my life. And we have to give women permission in that role in our life to do that. One of the things that I've often done with women is if you've got some really cool friends and you really like your friends and you're insecure, you have to remember that those people are choosing to be friends with you. So you must be at least as cool as them. Yeah. You know, yeah. Mm -hmm. we all like to hang out with people kind of like us. So if you have women in your life that are amazing, 
It's like, well, you must be pretty cool because they choose you. Yeah, that's true. In the same way. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things that my insecurities um, and people that know me now probably can't imagine that, but I used to be very insecure, um, really approached my life from a very critical mindset. I was so critical of myself and I had some relationships in my adulthood that just kind of cemented some of those things. But the thing that happened for me, the way that that kind of played out is I was very afraid of anything that looked like or could possibly potentially sort of kind of, kind of become confrontation where I, it was hard for me to go to people and say, oh, that really hurt or that really stung. Because you didn't like confrontation. I did not want, I did not think I was worthy of reconnection sometimes in relationship. And I see that with people a lot. When you feel insecure about who you are, you have a, a lot of relationships that end before you really want them to. Yeah. Because you're not kind of clearing the um, junk out of your relationship. Or you're not feeling like you're valuable enough to say to someone, oh, you know, when you... When you constantly make plans with me and then you don't show up or you cancel last minute, I really feel like I'm not very important to you. Yeah. Well, if you already don't feel important, you're not going to bring that up to somebody else, right? Right. <laughs> you're just going to be, you're just going to fade off into the sunset. Right. Yeah. Right. That's so, how it came so up for me. So the feeling worthy. Yeah. Becky, do you think that that's a really... Oh, absolutely. You know, it's, I think it kind of probably goes back to having you know the cool kids in school am i worthy to be part of that group or or whatnot but god puts his worth on us yeah. and he says you're worthy because yeah. i created you in my image and i think we always have to go back to that like that's i i try to redirect my friends back to that like who does god say you are right you know god says you are beautifully and wonderfully made yeah mm -hmm. you know and he didn't make a mistake making you no. sensitive right. he didn't make a mistake right. making you loud or talkative or whatever every attribute god has given you as a purpose for him yeah. mm -hmm. right and so we mm -hmm. have so i think sometimes also unearthing those triggers like if you have a friend that is insecure about something that said unearthing that trigger so what what's what's happened that that triggers you to feel so insecure with right. a statement as simple as mm -hmm. that yeah. you know right. and mm -hmm. and like because i love you let's dive into this together mm -hmm. just and have like you said having those people in your life yeah. that yeah. will be beautifully bold mm -hmm. and but from such a place of love yeah. and that's that's the other thing you have to if your friend doesn't feel secure with how much you love them they're not going to receive what you might have to say right mm -hmm. you know so we have to be um intentional with how we love love our friends yeah. and, mm -hmm. and whatnot then yeah. we're able to speak that life to them right yeah. I, I remember being in high school and i went to a private school so there was um it wasn't a very big school and it was you know all you know elementary and high school junior high kind of all together mm -hmm. and i remember the people in the i had two girls in my class and that were in the same grade type thing and it was a uh, a church school you know and it was interesting because because i was insecure because you know growing up in in a home with an alcoholic dad mm -hmm. you al already feel like there's something wrong with your family mm -hmm. when the other two gals the one was the pastor's kid and the other one you know had her her brother was the the, the youth pastor her brother-in-law was associate pastor so mm -hmm. they had in my perspective the family mm -hmm. and here i am with a dad that's an alcoholic that doesn't come to church you know and just mm -hmm. i felt broken already and so then as a kid you know to kid a teenager 
and you walk into a room where your friends, so-called friends are, and when you walk in, they, they're quiet. Mm. They stop talking. Mm-hmm. Or when you, you know, come up on them and you hear them talking about you. Oof. You know what I mean? It's like it validates mm-hmm. all of those those feelings that I'm not enough, right. that my family wasn't enough. And then you start thinking, you know, what if I was them? Mm-hmm. And then you start doing things that you normally wouldn't do because you want friends so bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so that's the power of, of insecurity. And then so you go from being in, in junior high, high school, and then you go mm-hmm. into uh, adulthood, you know, and it affects even the guys you pick to date. Oh, for sure. Because you're certainly, this is what you're worth. I'm worth this because mm-hmm. my so-called friends validated that in me because mm-hmm. my family's not enough. I'm not enough. I'm Something's wrong with me. And so then you pick relationships that, you know, that are not good for you because yeah, right. exactly. I'm, I'm not good enough. Right. And then you know what I mean. You see, you see that you see that downhill mm-hmm. thing, and then you get into adulthood, and then it just if you don't deal with it or recognize it. And I'm so thankful that now things are talked about more than back then. Mm-hmm. You know, things are so many things. It's kind of like, oh, just you know, suck it up and go on with life. I can't tell you how many mm-hmm. times I heard that. You know, mm-hmm. just suck it up. And so right. I became very angry. And you talked about being critical. Mm-hmm. I was I was critical with people. Because that's how I looked at myself. Exactly. I was so critical with myself, mm-hmm. you know. And so, and so coming out of that, that's why I'm so passionate about e- exposing this thing, mm-hmm. so that women don't have to take it through their whole life. That's right. Mm-hmm. We can have a moment of being insecure, where mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, but we recognize it and go, okay, wait a minute. What <laughs> right. triggered that? What right. triggered yeah. that? Yeah. Where did that come from? You right. Know? Right. Junior high. Man, is there any girl that would go back to junior high? Like if you are a younger girl and you are listening to this, we really need to do better as a culture of women of of not um, having women become real passive aggressive sometimes. And they do that. And I've seen adult women do that where they're trying to ostracize one woman because maybe that woman pushes another person's button. Lots of times we want other people to stop doing with doing what they're doing because of how it makes us feel, right? right? So one of the things that I say a lot to the teen girls that are in my office is I wish somebody would have parked me in front of a therapist. When I was their age, I would have made so many less mistakes as an adult. Yeah. So now when these younger girls are seeking a voice, and I think Mm -hmm. one of the things that causes me to have such passion also for people's freedom is is my own brokenness and not having a guide out of that brokenness, not having a voice in my life Mm -hmm. out of that brokenness. Um, Junior high is a rough time for girls. My goodness. You know, and women, we need to spend time checking the way that we interact with other women. If you are a woman that when you see somebody else, the first thing you think to do is criticize them and say, I don't know why she's wearing that skirt. That looks awful on her. Oh my gosh, look how big her butt is or whatever. (laughs) Do better, be better. We need to be better. And it's not about doing it because someone's watching. It's doing it because it's the right thing to do. Right. You know, it's it's not kind to be... I always, Matthew 7 always runs through my mind. Uh-huh. We will be judged at the measure in which we judge. Mm-hmm. I just simplify it. And I think to myself, oh gosh, I don't want to be that person. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be judged. But I was that person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I think we probably all were at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where 
you know, but was as far as like back in our generation with middle school, you don't talk about your feelings. Right. And now uh-uh. all they talk about are their feelings. Right. Mm-hmm. Which on the which could, which could be a bad <laughs> like thing as well. The pendulum has swung so far but, the other right. direction. Yeah. Right. That it's all about feelings and what right. they're right. doing. And and when middle school, when they hit puberty, it's that's the second time in your life that your brain does the most transitioning mm-hmm. from when you were a newborn. Mm-hmm. That first year yep. is the most your brain changes. And then when you go through puberty is the most your brain changes. And all of a sudden, these kids are feeling things yeah. they weren't feeling before that process. Yeah. Right. And they don't know how to process that. And right. that's when they should be sat in front of Wendy right, or a counselor <laughs> to process through. Because right. I remember processing through with my boys, not really having that understanding with Taylor. Sorry, Taylor. But with, um, un, you know, I had read an article about that. And so when um, one of my sons was going through feeling like I feel angry, I feel this, I feel that. Why do I feel these things? And when you can simplify it to yeah. his hormones or whatever, yeah. And to just mm-hmm. keep them talking through that, yeah. then they're like, okay, I'm not crazy. My brain right. changed. I'm right. not right. crazy. Right. You know, but it's, it's as a parent, it's processing that so that they don't make really poor choices right. that then follow them yeah. right. for their years. Yeah. The hard thing when you look at that brain development is there's such impulsivity. There's, mm-hmm. and we can, we don't need to yep. go into the neuroscience of that, but, and that is exactly when parents start giving their kids more rain. Yeah. So their body is going through this big uh, burst of growth, right? And that's exactly when parents stop monitoring their sleep, mm-hmm. monitoring how well they're eating, and then all of a sudden they've got this grumpy, grouchy teenager, right? And it, yeah, we need to be more intentional about that. But I would say that it's really good also for women to realize that relationships with women are very important. We're much more relational than men are in many aspects. We have a great need for that. Women throughout history have had this beautiful community of women. I mean, I love the history of the culture of women. You know, we have been pretty amazing. But what I find is so many women don't spend the time cultivating relationship. They don't spend time with each other and make that a priority. Like if people are enjoying our podcast, which I hope they are, but what they're seeing is three women who have spent years cultivating relationship with each other, intentionally saying, I haven't seen you in a while. I need to be face to face with you. Having three hour coffee dates, you know, and we've done that with each other. And that's why we get what we get out of our relationships. Yeah. So you have to make that a priority. Yeah. And even though it's a Tuesday night and you feel like you just don't want to do anything, eh, yeah. you have to make it a priority. Yeah. 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 That's really, really good. Mm-hmm. And so we talked about, you know, how insecurity is a lens that we see through. Mm-hmm. And so it's to, it's as women dealing with women mm-hmm. and women with a purpose because every single woman has a purpose. Mm -hmm. And I believe that if we allow insecurity to continue in our life Mm -hmm. and not deal with it, then we will never get to that point of walking in that purpose, Mm -hmm. which I believe adds on to the not feeling enough Mm -hmm. because we don't feel like we're enough or valued enough because we're not walking in our purpose. And we're not walking our purpose because I'm so insecure that I I don't really believe that I have a purpose, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's important that as we're seeing through this, we were talking um, earlier about listening to understand. Mm-hmm. And it's like when I, if I'm dealing with insecurity, it's like take that, take that bold step and speak to be understood. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times that I've been misunderstood. I think oh. all of us have been misunderstood, mm-hmm. but an insecure person 
don't we don't want to talk about it because you don't want to make waves maybe right you know? or make them feel more insecure or right or you make know? them right. feel more right. insecure it, it is, is on us as a person yeah. to if i have a thing mm-hmm. that i struggle with and I, it is on me to tell people that that's a thing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little bit, you know. You have to be a work through that insecurity to be able to say that. But for me to find myself worth enough to say, "Hey, I'm I'm feeling like you're upset with me, and we're not connecting," I need to speak that because. Oftentimes we don't say things, but then we gain resentments for the fact that we're not getting what we want out of relationships. But you have to speak what you need. People can't um, read your mind. We need to speak what we what we need. And I've shared my insecurities with my friends. So oftentimes now they soothe my insecurities. They help me with that as I'm working through really kind of booting that out of my mind. They'll help me through that, but it's only because I've shared what those were with them. We have to be bold enough to be a little bit more transparent to say, I struggle with this. This is the way I feel about myself. I struggle with these things. Yeah, Yeah. and that's good. And coming from a a home life like I did, as we're talking about this, it's funny because as we're talking about it, Mm -hmm. don't you guys feel like stuff come up? Oh yeah, that's Holy Spirit, girl. I'm I'm just like, yeah, say it, work it. Yep. Dang it, I thought I dealt with that, but Mm -hmm. it's like growing up in a home where you you did not your voice didn't matter, Mm -hmm. and anytime you went to say something, you were hushed. Or you were mm-hmm. demeaned, or you were belittled, or you know, um, being with with friends that were smarter than you, and you know, you go to say something and they make you feel stupid because you're not mm-hmm. as smart as them. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes it harder to want to put your heart out there and become vulnerable mm-hmm. and authentic with somebody, even though you know that they mm-hmm. love you. There's still that fear. Yeah. Where it's like, oh my gosh, if I do this, you know, they're going to think that, you know, does my voice matter? Does what I have to say matter? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. or am I just stupid? You know, all mm-hmm. of those things mm-hmm. are like going through my heart. Mm-hmm. Even now, you know, I'm just like, oh man, this is just so dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's so good because the more that we get this stuff out there, the, the more that we can actually, the, the more free that we become as women, mm-hmm. the more impact mm-hmm. we have on those that aren't free yet. Right. Amen. And then we can can actually say no I've I've been there and so any any woman that is listening to this podcast today and talking about how insecurity becomes how we see life through we it, if if you're insecure then your circumstance and your situation that you're in is more magnified oh, than yeah. it really is mm-hmm. it's like if we would take a, a step back we would mm-hmm. realize that there's somebody else in my life that's actually going through something worse than I am right but it's hard for me to see because my insecurity causes me to see my situation as being the only, I'm the only one, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's so important that if you're listening to this, number one is know that what you're going through is important. Yes. It, it matters. Mm-hmm. But on the other side is that is is that if you're dealing with insecurity, that you are enough and it's to find somebody that you trust and you you value. And if you're like, well, I don't have anybody in my life I, I trust, but that's that's I would say that's a lie. Mm-hmm. There's got to be somebody. And if you truly feel like you don't, then find a therapist. There's mm-hmm. so many amazing, mm-hmm. beautiful counselors that that can help you get that out of you, so mm-hmm. that you can 
be able to take a hold of this insecurity and say, you know what, this insecurity is no longer going to dictate my life. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take my life back. I'm going to take, because we've given this insecurity power mm -hmm. is what we've done. Right. And so now this insecurity dictates to me how I'm going to feel, how I'm going to love, mm -hmm. how, how I'm going to have relationships with people. Right. Right. And so the frustration can stop today mm -hmm. as we as we take a hold of this insecurity and take a hold and and own it. I think one of mm -hmm. you said that too is we own it. I own it. Mm -hmm. You know, I I grew up insecure, maybe not even because of me, but because of things. You know, just life. Mm -hmm. But I still have to own it. Right. And the way I treated people and the way mm -hmm. you know m mm -hmm. the way I looked at things. And so mm -hmm. so today, if you're listening, I just want to empower you that you can be free from this. And we talked about finding your people, finding the ones that are close to you. And if you don't, mm -hmm. then find a counselor. Go online. There's many, many great counselors out there that can really help you. So anyways, I want to thank mm -hmm. you guys for joining us today um, on this episode of our Woman of Purpose podcast dealing with the topic of insecurity. So we still have more to, more to say. So join us for the next episode. I'm so glad you joined us today. Please subscribe to our podcast and don't forget to check us out on social media and stay tuned for our next episode.